What's up, everybody? This is Clark Schmidt here, pitcher for the New York Yankees, and you are listening to the boys of 161st Street, the greatest Yankee podcast in the world. Thank you guys for tuning in. All right, welcome back to the boys of 161st Street, episode 80. This is not a Tuesday release. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. My mic was off the entire time. We did record it, so don't act like we uh, we forgot about y'all. So, And the commitment to come back the and commitment do it all to come over back again on, on a day that something. isn't the release day. I mean, Today is Wednesday, December 16th. We got a lot to talk about. A lot of news other than the fact that DJ, of course, isn't a Yankee yet. But we got updates. We got a lot of trade talk, a lot of nonsense, and let's get it going. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Boys 161st Street. Like I said, we had a little technical difficulties. I'm an idiot, didn't have my mic on. I mean, the other guys, Murph was here, he's not here tonight. Chandler didn't hear that my mic was off. I don't know how that happened. But either way, we're back. We got some baseball to talk about. We got some Yankees baseball to talk about for you. But before we get going, how you doing, Damon? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. For a second recording, I'm doing pretty well. Second time at it. I mean, I feel like we're going to come back stronger. We, we're going to talk about pretty much the same stuff, so it may... But with new information, know what new each other's takes, information. But we'll try and make it genuine again. I honestly forgot everything that you guys said, so let's get it going. Chandler, how you doing, Bing? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, like I said, feel confident about our second recording. It's kind of nice. Uh, it's um, you know below nine thousand degrees here in South Carolina, so that's a plus. That's funny because and it's, it's snowing, snowing here. here. So I mean, yeah, I'm not going to see that anytime soon. So I'm just going to bank on the fact that it's raining in like sixty-two. So. I'd give anything to be there. But anyway, we'll take the other episode as this for dress rehearsal, and this is the real thing. So you got a good show for you. Yeah. Action-packed. All right. What's so, on the agenda? <laughs> before we get going, uh, Cashman spoke on the Michael K Show today and gave us a lot of insights about what actually was going to happen. And this is new as compared to what we went over in the last episode. So, again, this is updated. So Cashman had a bunch of uh, things that I saw over Twitter, but I listened to him talk on the Michael K Show, and they asked him, and kind of picked his brain about everything that was happening. And, of course, everybody has seen him say that we're working on it. I promise you that. He is the winter's top priority. That's nothing new. I mean, we've known that for a while. Like, put your money where your mouth is at that point. Like, I don't yeah. want to keep hearing them say, oh, yeah, he's, we promised you. We promised you we're going to bring him back. And then in the same breath, he says things like, oh, I'm sure other teams have offered him, like, contracts. I'm sure he's got great offers. Hasn't gotten the best ones yet. He'll get better ones from other teams. And we see everybody's interested as if anyone, like obviously people are going to be interested in one of the top MVP candidates the last two years. So I, I'm just done with the whole, we promise, we promise, because we've been screwed by these. I, I'm not putting too much weight into into what they're saying. Yeah. And so apparently the, the New York Mets, the Blue Jays, and the Washington Nationals are all interested in signing him um, and all reached out to him already about signing of course they have. Why would you not at least check in on a guy like DJ LeMahieu if he's available? Because teams honestly probably didn't think they would have a chance yeah. to get DJ. And now that they do have a chance to get DJ, hell yeah, they're going to check in. And hell yeah, now they're going to fucking ramp up their offers and give him the world. And for whatever reason, we're not giving him the world. So I, I'm done with the I promise you bullshit. Yeah. Just and deliver. I'll Just do I, it. I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on that. The uh, I promise you all that. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking over it. But I, it's better than the first time we recorded on Monday where our most recent report was that they're more than $25 million off. Whether that's Which they still are. Thing, they they still are. Oh, I know. But we had nothing else. Yeah. So they're still $25 million apart. And listen. If I mean, he, whether it, that's a year thing or whatever, yeah, f- figure it out. I yeah, don't want to hear any more reports. From, you know, we want it done, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. if you want it done so bad, go fucking give them the $25 million. Let's get it over with. Let's get the rest of the offseason rolling. Yeah, and we, we talked about it earlier, but it's $25 million. It's really just one extra year that is really the big deciding factor from all this because apparently the Yankees offered him four for eight for four years for $80 million, and he's looking for five years and $100 million. So it's really just the longevity that they're really trying to agree upon. But I'll tell you right now, if the Mets and Blue Jays go after this guy and they get him, I am officially scared. More so the Blue Jays because I think he's going to be a 
fucking factor in the in our division. We're gonna and see the, him every the day. The Blue Jays are only getting better, and that now that now that adds a whole another team that we got to fight with in the division on top of the Rays. Like that that's gonna show I me. Mean, I'm not. I'm going way ahead of myself. Seriously. It's too far. It's too much to lose. Keep your composure, David. I'm, I'm just like I'm going to go way ahead of myself. And no, I, I know what you're saying though. But like the, the if the Blue Jays get DJ LeMayu, they were already a perennial playoff team this season. They and made these the, young they made guys the are getting so much and expanded better. Expanded playoffs. I don't know if the expanded playoffs are going to stick around. We don't know. The MLB loves to just. Oh, by the way, here's the updated rules. Like uh, the day before opening day, so they're not going to tell us, and they they never have told us. So. I, the Blue Jays. I don't are, think they know. There's no fucking way. They don't know. Manfred doesn't know the rules. I'm pretty sure he just draws I mean, shit out of a hat at the beginning. Am I the only one around here gives a shit about the rules? Market zero. <laughs> Market zero. And for those and of you the, who don't know what that the is, the other but. thing too is like the. I know for a fact the Mets are spending money like they don't. They don't give a fuck around. No, fuck but anymore. they're spending it smart. Yeah, but I I guarantee you that if the Yankees somehow back out, they're going to come in and swoop right in. Why not? You, because here's the thing. All of these teams are interested in LeMayu for obvious reasons, and they'll all swoop in. The Dodgers will swoop in. The Blue Jays will swoop in. The Red Sox will swoop in. The Mets will swoop in because he's worth it, and everybody sees that around the league. They're not just trying to raise the price and bid on him so that we have to pay more because we're the Yankees. And why does it seem like every other team has the money when we're the Yankees? That, that just doesn't make any sense to me. That we are apparently a poverty franchise now. I, I, I didn't know we were a small market team. Why is every other team seemingly ready to sign DJ and then some? Like they're always, yeah. they're all doing their own off season, and they all have all their moves in mind. Like the Mets have gone after James McCann. They're in talks for you know Bauer and all these other guys, and then at the same time can go after our guy and they can clean up our scraps because we can't retain our best player for the last two years. Like that mm-hmm. blows my mind that. Like, why is everybody seemingly... We're the Yankees. I'm so used to us... not Like, money's not a problem. And all of a sudden, everybody has more money than us because we apparently lost so much money, This more money than anybody. Here's what happened this offseason. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We lost profit. And Scott Boris said this too. He called out all of the owners and all the teams. The teams lost profit. They didn't lose revenue. Like, they lost the uh, the option to make profit. They didn't lose money. They didn't put out like any costs and then didn't get a return on it. They didn't lose money. They lost the ability to make a profit. So their their assets are still in-house. You know what I mean? Like they didn't like let's say buy a ton of inventory and then not be able to sell it. That was a lot There's of business no, words. I'm just saying, you know what I mean though? That they didn't buy inventory. Dude, he just and got a CPA, let the man roll. Get, <laughs> they didn't get held up with all this inventory lying around and they lost money on it. They didn't put out anything. They're basically like a parking lot outside of a race track. You don't have any inventory. You just didn't have anybody show up to pay you. Could have been a better example, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I think that was a good example. I'm not saying it's a bad example. I'm just saying it could have been a little better. If it's, it's, on the fly. Day, it's on the you're fly, you're going to bring it back anyway, and that's your plan. What What's the point of playing hardball? I, why I are think, you going to disrespect the guy if you're going to bring him back anyway? Yeah, why, I, ri- why risk ruining the relationship if that is your end goal anyway? And true. you're going to hit it regardless. True. And it seems like there's such a genuine, like, I want you back. You're the top priority, allegedly. Uh, I want to come back if I'm DJ. There's there's this good relationship that I think as days go on will turn sour very fast. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to stay like this. And obviously, I mean, if you're a guy like DJ coming off two fantastic years, I don't know a player who has been more consistently dominant over the last two years. And if you're him and you're not going to get the respect you deserve yeah like, like we're not going to be friends him I mean, and the Yankees. Prime example it, look at batanzas a couple years ago when they shit on him in his arbitration meeting that ruined his relationship for i mean you know not ruined it completely but there was a black mark on it for the rest of his time there i mean it was another year or two but still that's yeah no things farther. can go south so fast why do it again we learn what happens that was a whole arbitration thing, but I, I know what you're saying. Well, I, like, I know, it's gonna things saying. can go south so fast, and I think not giving a guy what he's due can be a huge part of that. And I said this; it's it's funny because we did this whole episode again, so I have to dig back into my my takes and and pull them back out. But what I said last time, and I'll say it again for those who haven't heard it yet, is I don't get why you won't 
give DJ if you're off by 25 million and like we said 25 million sounds like a lot but it's really not when you take it year by year if it's a five-year contract that's only five million you're off every year so in baseball that's not that much it's not a huge hurdle to get over but it is pretty big it's it's definitely a hurdle but it's not like game changing like you don't stop talks because you're off by that much but like i was saying how do you not narrow that amount that you are off by based on what he's done for you in the past because you look at things like the last two years and actually what he's done for this team in the last two years and how much of a necessity he was for this team and if he was out of this lineup i like i said before i'm gonna stop saying that because people haven't seen this but (laughs) this is a this is a first time take (laughs) so (laughs) brand new (laughs) without him in the lineup for the past two years i don't think this team makes the playoffs and i don't think that's an outlandish Comment. I don't think it's I mean, outlandish sure whatsoever. Not in 2020. Sure as fuck not in 2020. We were close to missing the playoffs there, and I think that's how important he was last year and this year mm-hmm. to the team. And like I said, he he takes away from the home runner bust. He's he's a he's a breath of fresh air because he's not just like a strikeout or home run guy. He he gets the the clutch hits like he, all of the highlights we've seen of DJ, and he got the name the machine in just two short years. He was a household name with the Yankees like how do you let a guy like that go and my point being like if you're off by this much why don't you just pay him for that like they did it with Brett Gardner Brett Gardner got one year 12 mil this year yeah is Brett Gardner worth one year 12 mil hell fucking no Brett Gardner was worth one year five mil maybe as a veteran contract to bring him back as just a, a presence around the locker room because Clint may not have been ready for the big show and now he is there's a transitional thing you pass the baton that's what you paid Brett Gardner for, but you paid him $12 million instead of like the five that he actually should have got because of his past pedigree and what he's done in the pinstripes before. And why does that not apply to DJ LeMahieu? I get the COVID thing and he lost money, whatever. Shut up. I'm done well, with the COVID that. Thing, the COVID thing doesn't even apply to when you're worried about the contract. It's a future contract. About it, you don't owe the money now. Five. Yeah. When you're worried, when you're worried about DJ, it's years four and five. Yeah. When he's Pay older. Pay the guy what he's worth now. He's worth the 25 million right now. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And exactly. Is he going to be worth it in year five? Who knows? But if he's not, who gives a shit? You've got five years to rebound from COVID. Okay. And when you boil it down, like you said, it's it's 25 million that you're signing yourself up for in a COVID year. Next year. We're probably gonna start on time. They told the MLB told the who was it the 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 managers the the owners that get ready for spring training on time. Yeah, it's ideally they would start on time. I know there's a lot of skepticism that they won't start on time because owners want fans in the stands to start the season. If they don't have fans in the stands, they're waiting the vaccine to get deployed to everybody. Then they don't want to start on time. They want to make sure every game has fans in the stands. So they don't lose as much money as they did, but they did inform owners that hey. Get ready for a uh, a regular spring training. So, I mean, what I'm saying is you're only owing the guy $25 million this year. And then it's it's a contract. So you no, owe they're, him they're, in years. they're arguing. The, the, fourth, the second, third, fourth, and fifth years that you owe this guy money will be years that you bring in revenue at regular rates. You're the Yankees. You're going to make money. It's not like they, you're some startup that doesn't expect revenue in future years. You know you're going to make money. It's a guarantee you're the New York Yankees. I pay them probably around $1,000, $1,500 a year just in beer. So like, they're going to make the money, and I'm not alone. So Funny you mentioned that because I just, I just some quick – I just did – sorry for my English. I just did some quick math. And let's just say hypothetically that we're, we're really arguing on one, one year, right? They don't, they don't need to come around with $25 million in year one. They're arguing about $25 million in year five. I know this is completely outlandish math and maybe doesn't even make any sense. And I know that's not what they're really arguing about. But let's just say that they could pay for DJ LeMahieu's contract in beer money through 83 games. Hell yeah. 83 games. I did the math. I did the math. math. I did the math. You're not a math guy. 15 beers. Sorry. $15 per beer. You need about 1.6 million beers to pay for this guy. And they sell that much. Probably through 83 games. You're not even factoring in the commemorative Aaron Judge koozie. 
I got oh, two beers wait. with two commemorative Sarah Jones and that was fifty-two dollars. Fifty-two dollars, and I'm just talking I'm about. I'm just sure. talking about a tall boy. Wait, think about the cocktails. Think saying, about dude. the other food. Well, they you get put, cocktails at Yankee Stadium. There's a whole cocktail, cocktail bar. Hell yeah! In center field, that one. Those no, are fucking. I think you're talking about making your own cocktails. No, they have the Jim Beam, the Jim Beam stand, out in center field. I've been there. Oh, we do have a cup like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so just what's saying. The math? I, I, like, talk, 80, run me through the math again, because okay. I don't believe you for shit. I, I, then to, to the listeners, take this with a grain of salt, because Damon is not a math guy so whatsoever. You, you need to come up with $25 million a year, right? Okay, so $25 million. Not right? a year. $5 million a year they're off. No, but they're they're really arguing. The gap is twenty five. So I, I know what yeah, you're saying. They're so twenty five million dollars. One year off. of beer money can pay for that gap. Yeah, divided okay, by divided by fifteen because fifteen is the average cost per a beer. Sure. I'm talking about con- Stella. average. Yeah, Stella Artois. Stella Artois. Artois. I got the Accento. Fifteen. The, the Accento is there, but I mean, the, the, if, what if you get a Bud Light? That's twelve. That's what I'm, I think. But I'm saying I'm rounding it because you know you can buy like a. But they can raise the price probably. Yes, but you can also buy like a can, a shock top for seventeen dollars. So it does add up to good about value, an average good value. of fifteen. Shock top's a great beer. It is a good uh, good value there though. That's a good pick. So now we I always have, get the tall boy cans, the Bud Light Orange or the Bud Light Lime. Yeah, it's great. So I'm saying this is average. making me so sad. I'm sorry to cut you off again. Like it's all right. I, I'm in the stadium right now mentally. I'm there. No, I literally. I but then I look around and I'm like, we were doing this and almost got up and just looked at my commemorative koozie. Just yeah, for, I'm gonna go get one right now. Anyway, so, so I'm, I'm we drink, need to I'm sell. Tonight, we need you to sell. <laughs> you got me going. One million six hundred and sixty-six hundred thousand beers. You can't just say you're a math guy and then just make up a number. You just said one hundred sixty-six. <laughs> check no, the tape. One you point. Made, six you just million. said a number that what does, isn't a thing. You added one point six million to a hundred thousand to a one million six hundred sixty-six thousand. Six hundred sixty-six thousand. I don't know what you said before, but it wasn't right. Maybe. It wasn't maybe not. not. All right. Whatever. Check one point tape. one point six million beers need to sell. He's close. What's that? What's that's, that? <laughs> What's that? That's the, that's the math. That pulls you up to 24.9. Yeah, exactly. So about 16, sorry, 1.6 million beers, right? So who's to say they can sell that many beers? Do you have any reference to like show like how many beers they usually sell in a year? I'm going to look it up. No. Look it up. Yeah, look that, it up. I feel like Fact that's check public that. information. Fact check that. But I'm going to say roughly, I think that half the people that go to the stadium buy a beverage, one the beverage. The second I walk in the stadium, a beer is in my hand. And that, that also... Give me, give me 15 seconds, I already have a beer. But that also, depending depending that, on the line. That averages I'm you getting... I'm in line in two seconds. That averages you getting five beers and other people getting zero. So I think averaging, I think that each... That half the people in the stadium get one beer on average. I'd say at least. I'd say, right? I'd say probably... On average, I mean, I'm, I'm going some people low. bring the average up, and that's I'm going me for low. sure. I'm going low. Chandler, how many people can fit into Yankee Stadium? About 40,000? I think it's close to 50. So let's just say 20,000 people per game. Okay? That's 83 games. That's 82. 83 games. 82. Average. I'm muted. Sorry. I'm, I'm averaging. 54,000. 54,000. So 20,000 is so Seats? possible. Yeah. Yep. So twenty thousand is so possible. So my math checks out, and they're regularly sold out. So that's fine. So we in need, a non-COVID year. So in eighty-three games, they pay for his contract. Done. I'm not going to sit here and math. argue with you over the numbers. I hope that's right. I'm not. I'm not. I have minimal brain energy to deal with. Put that. the math up there. Put the math on the board. On the board. All right. This is peak off-season talk. When yeah. you got nothing to talk about, you do. Damon's calculated. Don't numbers. get me wrong. I also calculated how many strikeouts it took. Uh, Garrett Cole pay yeah, off his You're going to put that on your tombstone because that's the Hell best, yeah. best math you've ever done. It was your tweet went semi viral and you will. Yeah. That's on your resume yeah. now. So 14.3 million in concessions total in 2000. That includes food, though. And is that dollars? Oh, no, that, that's not units. No, <laughs> no that's going to be dollars, not units. And American dollars. That includes food. Yeah, no, that includes everything. Okay, all so I, I don't know that beer can pay for it alone, but I think I, you know what? I think what we can get from this it can over five stupid years conversation now. over five years. Can for we sure. cut that out? And, no, we're gonna keep that in. <laughs> and what we're gonna take out of that is beer. The the main thing I'll bring it all back is that pay the man. They're Just gonna the no, man. they're gonna get money like that. Whatever. Yeah. If the numbers don't add up, they're getting money in some form or fashion. Like there's you're no, the Yankees, you're going to get money, that's it. That's there's no connection, I'm just talking gibberish. Either way, moving on. Uh, so the rest of the interview on the Michael K. Show, 
He said, we lost a lot of guys. This is Cashman. He lost guys like Hap, Paxton, and Tanaka. And we have a lot of guys coming back like Sevi and Herman. So that was very interesting to me because he said we lost a lot of guys like Hap, Paxton. Obviously, I think we were all expecting they weren't coming back. But then he included Tanaka in that group. And then you have a lot of guys coming back like Sevi and Herman. And mm-hmm. then he, he also said in the same breath that we were excited for guys like what Devi Garcia has shown us and people like that. So I think this is all but done for Tanaka. I think not even all but done. I think that was that was it. I think that he just told us that they're done on Tanaka. I yeah, know there's been a I'm lot of he, little bit has been a lot of talk about him, you know, we'd like to have him back sort of things. I've seen a lot of quotes and that's basically all we're going off of, but today December 16th he was on the McKay show and he said, "We lost a lot of guys and I quote Hap Paxton Tanaka." That seems like he's out. Mm-hmm. If I'm Tanaka, I don't even want to come back if you mention me in the same sentence as Hap. Hap's a fucking bum. <laughs> don't ever tell me I'm in the same boat as Hap. And low-key Paxton in last year. Paxton was... Yeah. <laughs> I'm a pe- Listen, I'm a Paxton hater. I've hated that I've guy had, since I, I haven't liked him either. Yeah. but also, I remember exactly where I was when I read that trade, and I was fucking fuming. Yeah, I was not excited. I was like, we'll see what happens. That was my reaction. But it also because, you know, he mentioned Herman coming back which they haven't really publicly talked about at all. It's kind of just been like, a, yeah, let's throw it in the conversation, and then we'll, we'll announce it's coming back just kind of randomly. So they never really like publicly said anything about it. They've always kind of beat around the bush in, in uh, interviews and stuff. But let's just say Herman's coming back, and you know, Sevi is still, what, he's set to come back, what, months after the season starts? Yeah, July, He's going to come back probably. in the summer. The summer. So let's just say he comes back in the summer, and that could be later than that, given our recent history with the fucking Yankees. I'm going to assume half the season is missed with Sevy. Half the season is missed. With the Yankees injury handling, I'm assuming 2020. And them just not giving us the the right information, also that. So let's just say that all happens. The starting rotation for 2021 looks like this. This is also on the Michael K show, so this was Michael K's 2021 starting rotation. This is a Michael K episode. Michael K episode. Whatever he says goes, he's God, so... Continue. Garrett Cole, number one, obviously. Herman, number two. We're already fucked. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 <laughs> and then, and then no! we have Jordan Montgomery. I'm sorry, I had to play that because Herman at number two is literally throw up in my mouth. And right now, Herman is pitching in the Dominican League, and he has a... I don't care a, about the Dominican League. I've said it before. I'll say it again. But I'm saying right now, that Dominican League is so bad, and he's he has a above a 7 ERA through, I think, 12 starts or something. That's if not Gary good. Sanchez can hit 300 in the Dominican League, Something's up. Domingo can figure it out. See, like we said before, the Dominican League is a non-factor. It's a non You don't talk about it. Unless you do bad in the Dominican League. Like, Gary Sedge is hitting a home run off a 13-year-old who has never pitched in the majors. I know he's not 13. But a guy who's never pitched in the majors is 38 years old, actually, the guy. I forget his name. <laughs> uh, I could pull him up. We'll put it on the screen. But I did my research, and he got a home run off of a guy who was 38 years old. See, that, They're either that, that 40 or 12. That isn't... <laughs> exactly. They're, and they have no MLB experience. So it isn't a story unless you do bad. If you do bad, it's a story. Because then you're not doing you're you're right at back at square one, if not getting worse. But you know what? I, I respect the guys going to the Dominican League. I told I'm not, I'm not talking about Gary Sanchez until he it's over 200, 250, Like I said, I'm never going to talk about it again. But Herman, he's clearly going to be a part of this team, according to Brian Cashman. So I mean, if he does well, I don't like the bad guy things he did off the field. We're not going to talk about that anymore. But if he's a player on the Yankees, I'm not going to root against him. I'm a Yankees fan, so. If he's going to be a part of this rotation, I really, really do not want him to be the two. Mm-hmm. But I would like him as the four. I mean, he definitely has the stuff. I'm not going to look yeah, at to be a four, Dominican League he's... numbers aren't good right now, but I mean, again, I don't care. He kept us afloat for half a year. I know. Yeah, but right now, he's not. No, 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 no. I'm with you. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, he's saying. not on number two. And then we move on. We got Jordan Montgomery, number Here's three. Here's a guy that all. Here's a guy who sucks. Here's a guy who sucks. And then we have Jordan Montgomery, three. Debbie Garcia, four. And then the Wiseaga at five. How do we feel about that? I, I hate that. It. Not it good, right? I want to throw up. See, I want to hang up. On what I what right I think. And go to bed. And and it's funny because Cashman on the same horn. He said he, we have a lot of good guys that are coming back. And when he was speaking about uh, the rest of the rotation, he feels like there's a foundation that's good. But it, it, but if it's not enough, we may need to add to the rotation. I think he's just 
No. I think he's just not, not good. I think he's just not like showing his hand. Because sometimes he's so hard to read. They never tell us what's going no, on. No, you know, because he's usually How very long can open. He not show his hand. He's I know, he's but he's usually so open. He's open about DJ, years. and that's and that's a something we've never seen before, and that is good to see because we were so in on Cole, and we're so in on DJ, which gives me hope that we'll bring DJ back because he he rarely shows his hand, and in this case, he's saying he feels like we have a good foundation, but you know, he gave a, he gave a bullshit answer. Mm-hmm. He, we, everything on the Michael K show seemed a little bit like a bullshit answer. Except for like the a few things that we can read into it. A lot of this is just us reading into what his words said and what they may mean. But but he does that him to himself saying, because he doesn't give us straight answers. Well, that's his that's his game. He's saying we have a, uh, he said if we feel we have a good foundation and not enough, so we may add to it. That was a nothing answer. That was him saying, "I'm not telling you what I'm doing." That was mm-hmm. literally him saying nothing. But if he thinks we have a good foundation and that is the foundation that we have, I'm not happy with that. Like I said before. I think the four and five, if we have a four and five as Debbie and Clark, I'm so cool with that. I don't think we need to add multiple arms. I do think we need to get guys like Loisega and who else is in that rotation? I, I'm, not, I'm not too high Montgomery. on Jordan Montgomery. I think Jordan Montgomery is decent, but if I had an opportunity to get more people, I would go elsewhere. And actually, this brings us into a whole other conversation because there are two schools of thought here with the offseason, the point we're at right now. So we've talked enough about DJ. I have a would you rather for you guys. I'm here for it. Please lay it on me. I'm ready for it. So would you rather DJ and nothing else? Because that seems to be the way the cookie's crumbling right now. If we don't have, if, if we barely have enough money to get DJ, I don't see many other moves, if any. And I'm maybe a Darren O'Day addition to that because he's cheap. <laughs> and I've been, I've been preaching that for a little while now. But I don't see much else happening. Or would you rather have the money that you would spend on DJ spent elsewhere on guys like Brad Hand, Liam Hendricks, Archie Bradley, go get yourself three relievers. Maybe instead of Archie Bradley or one of the three, you bring back guys like Trevor Rosenthal, who has been in the news recently tweeting that, like, do you have to shave your beard in an off-season Zoom meeting? Nothing has come of that since, but, I mean, that seems pretty conclusive to me. But, I mean, that's the, that's the most concrete news we've got in the last week, so... I'll take that as the as the headline. So, guys, but for the purposes of this, would you rather Brad Hand, Hendricks, uh, Archie Bradley, Trevor Rosenthal, one three relievers, and then a guy like Andrew Alton Simmons who gives you good defense up the middle, and then a possible Lindor trade. Would you rather have the DJ and nothing else in a small splash, or would you rather have spent all of the money elsewhere mm-hmm. on smaller pieces, maybe address more of the needs that this team actually has? Yeah, I'm not going to – I'm kind of showing my hand, but what do you guys think about that? The possible Lindor trade changes the whole thing. If Let's say Lindor is not in that. take option two. Take Lindor no out Lindor. of there. Because the Lindor trade – I mean, if it's the Lindor trade, arms. The Lindor trade brings just as much money into Lindor as DJ would be. So let's yeah. take that fully out. True. Use the yep. DJ money, $25 million, let's say, and spread it across areas of need like the starting pitching and the, the bullpen. What would you rather have? I'd rather have DJ. So here's the thing. Because I don't think that's enough money to get what you need as far as starting pitching goes, and it's not enough to fill that gap with relievers. So I, I agree with that. Um, I guess here's my thing. DJ, if the only – if the option one, the only thing we do is get DJ LeMayhew, that, that scares me. And the reason why is because – of the lineup that we, the, the, sorry, the starting rotation that we just talked about. That starting rotation going into it, even if we add um, Severino to that rotation, that rotation is not winning a World Series. I'll tell you right now that we are not even close to winning the World Series. I don't make, we might not even make the playoffs with that rotation. So I think that if those are my only two options, I'm going with the second one because it allows us to kind of go out there and get other arms that we can use to go the length. And now I'm not I'm not saying I don't want DJ because that's well 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 how the turntables <laughs> I'm not saying I don't I'm not saying I don't want to go out there and get LeMahieu because I really do I'm just saying if my only option is to get him or no and him and nobody else or other people I'm going with other people just because of what the team needs 
There's, there's no, there's no other. Chandler, I mean, care to explain uh, why agree. you would go with the DJ thing? I, I, you don't need much explanation. But here's the thing. DJ, no, but... well, I agree, but I don't think just that money alone. If you're just allocating the twenty million towards that, I don't think it's enough. I don't I, think it's enough to fill that void. I, without I agree DJ, with that. You have, I mean, you have nobody. Who's gonna hit leadoff? Hicks. That's awesome. He'll get on base. You know, he's, but he's not gonna get any hits. He's not a DJ. I hit sure. a home run. He's he not DJ and whatsoever. Badass clutch home run a year. But I'm just saying that I I believe in most of the guys in this lineup when they're all kind of hitting. I know it's a lot to ask for, but and healthy and healthy. But all I'm saying is that pitching has been the problem. Pitching has been the reason why we haven't made it. You know, through October, like that's the biggest issue we have. And if we don't address that at all. This offseason, then we are we're not going to make the, we're not going to go far into the playoffs. There's just so here's no other way about it. So I think I haven't heard your reasoning for DJ bringing back DJ Bing, but I don't think I need to. I think I think it speaks for itself. DJ, you bring back DJ because he's DJ and everything we've said before. I do see the other side of this though. I do see spending that money elsewhere. If money is tight, and it seems like it is, and it seems like whether it's tight or not, and I don't see. The balance sheet, I don't see the income statement. I'm not looking at the Yankees' books. But in their eyes, and if they're not going to spend it, it might as well be tight if you're not going to spend the money. And even if it's not, even if they're lying to their teeth, it's either they spend the money or they don't. And it looks like they aren't. So, if that's the case, I do want DJ back, and I would pick option one to bring DJ back. But I do see the train of thought with option two. Option two, I mean, the the biggest needs of this team have been starting rotation, and apparently a strength in this team was the bullpen, but it seems like that honestly became our biggest if weakness. If we're healthy, though, which is also no, no, no. a huge issue. It was usually our strength, but this season it has become our weakness. So it doesn't look like that as a strength, and those are the biggest areas of need to me. I think if you were going to go with one of the two, and I don't know if, this, if these are mutually exclusive events, I don't know that if you get a DJ, you don't have, you aren't able to get another reliever or a starting pitcher or something like that. But for the purposes of this, I think you address. I'm gonna change my answer. For the purposes of this argument, I think you go with option two because with that 25 million, I think you can address more areas of need, and I think the offense can pick it up. I know there's an enormous hole that DJ leaves, but I think the offense can pick it up. And I think the additions to the bullpen and the starting rotation, which are the major areas of need, can pick up the slack and then some if you add guys like, I mean, we're talking about guys like Liam Hendricks, who was one of the top relievers of the in the MLB. I think he was in the all MLB All-First Team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Hand, who's been awesome. Guys like Trevor Rosenthal, who had a 1-9-5 ERA in 2020 and 23 innings pitched. Like I know it's a small season, but Trevor Rosenthal, Rosenthal Sorry, it has been great. Uh, you had guy like Lin- like Andralton Simmons up the middle to replace a guy like DJ. You move Glaber over to second base, and Andralton Simmons, you know what you're getting out of him on, in terms of defense, and that's an upgrade over Glaber's defense at shortstop, which is an all-important position, and then Glaber goes back to his natural position at second base. So when you look at all of those things and the moving parts that uh, getting rid of DJ, as sad as that may sound, all of the moving parts that fall into place after that, yeah, it, it it does make a lot of sense, and I see the plan B that the Yankees are trying to do and trying to to have in place. I I know obviously the the goal is to bring DJ back, but if well, they the don't bring DJ back and bring in the other pieces, I, mean, I don't. But but the way I'm seeing it and the way they're, I hope that they're 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 lying and they're just trying not to show their hand. But well, I'm not. It seems like they're being DJ. stingy. I'm not expecting DJ and Liam Hendricks and Archie Bradley and everybody, no. but if you can get DJ and then you can pick up a guy, who Brad Hand, you can uh, Brad Hand, you can trust Brad <laughs> Hand not to you know Game Seven of the World Series. <laughs> well, fuck, we can't trust Rolls Chapman there either. But uh, facts. I mean, I, I, like, I wish we were I, running. I, I, the, I wish I we were running the team because I mean, look at me, sure, I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. If I ran you this wish. team, I would be. I mean. I don't know. I think this I mean, team would you know, be in a great You know place. nothing. I mean, you, you have know no nothing. idea. I wish I had that queued up. You know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> yeah, and that's the next next episode. We'll add it to the next episode. But you have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. I think, again, we were, we've were we been talking about this, but well, like, I know me and Chandler got into a discussion about it last episode. It's the last time I'm going to say it. But, like, 
you have to kind of hope that Brian Cashman is kind of playing his own game at this whole thing as well, right? Like, maybe... I mean, I know he is. And I still have confidence in Brian yeah, yeah, Cashman. I a lot of people too, don't. A lot of people are losing confidence talking don't about like his job. All. I don't think that's up in the air. I don't think his job is secure, for sure. He's one of the most secure jobs when you talk about people who lose yes, their jobs. Yes, but so. let me just say that, like, I think that we kind of, we underestimate or we kind of, we only see the the front lines of, all right, it's it's all up to Brian Cashman. DJ May, he threw his offer out there and he said no and that's it. Like, that's all we're being told and that's all we're actually seeing. And maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Maybe Brian Cashman's actually out there kind of making a deal. Maybe he's trying to negotiate. Maybe he's trying to plan for a plan A, B, and C if LeMahieu doesn't pan out. Maybe he's trying to work out a trade for Lindor or other other guys. Like, we have no idea, and I hope it's true he's working other things out because if he doesn't sign, then we have no plan B and no backup, then we're really fucked because we have no LeMahieu and then we have no other superstar coming in. Tyler Wade is going to play second base, and we have no pitching anymore, and fucking Loisica is going to be our, our number five starter. Like, Two he has, he has to have something in place and it doesn't work out. And I think he does. What we have to keep in mind, and myself included, because I'm guilty of shitting on Cashman just as much as the next guy. That's what she I mean, said. He, he can only do as much as how lets him. I was quick on the trigger that time. <laughs> I'm guilty yeah, of I mean, shitting on Cashman. It, he <laughs> he oh can boy. only go as far as how oh, lets Horrible him. radio. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Big. Oh, I was just saying, I mean... Gotta got mute this guy over <laughs> <God> here. <damn. laughs> Jeez. Go ahead. Hey, Sorry, sure. we're losing people Somebody out here. Somebody needs to fucking take your little soundboard away. Yeah, we're losing people out here. It's go on. Got, go on. Oh, God. What was it saying? Oh, so <laughs> basically, you know, like I said, I shit on Cashman just as, uh, as next as much person. Uh, wow. Uh, I almost pressed Just it. as much as the next person. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he can only do what how lets him do he can't go out and sign everybody he doesn't have the wallet he doesn't have the checkbook so yeah. i, I want to shit on cashman i do but stop setting at the up. end of, if at the end of the day i do want to yeah and i i just because <laughs> i want to blame somebody if yeah I, I want to go ahead and blame somebody in the event that it doesn't happen and he is obviously he's the most obvious person to blame right we're not gonna exactly we're not gonna exactly. go be like oh aaron boone you're fucking this whole team up yeah, which he yeah, is right. but not saying he's in terms puppet. of in terms yeah, of you know signing people. Yeah, he's a puppet. Yeah. Either way, uh, with to to round off this whole conversation about DJ LeMahieu and everything like that, I, I I see this all the time about like oh why don't we just wait until the shortstop shortstop class of 2021, like and that is not at all that makes me want to throw up in my you know, mouth. You know what that means when people talk about that? Shut up. I have a take on this, and I'm gonna I need I need this to get this out. When people say, like, wait until the shortstop class of 2021, which is, uh, who, who's in that class? It's Carlos Correa, apparently. Like, you see where I'm going with this. It's it's apparently Corey Seager. There's guys like uh, Lindor, Javi Baez, and uh, who's the biggest name? Trevor Story. Trevor Story was the guy I was looking for. So, apparently, those guys are going to be available in 2021. So, when you look at that, it's like, okay, why don't you hold your cards on DJ, and then you go for a guy like a shortstop that's available in 2021, or maybe this is a reason that people don't want to go after Lindor because all these shortstops are going to be available in 2021. And that's all fine and good, except for the fact that you have no fucking idea what 2021 will look like. Who would have guessed that 2020 would look like this in the world, like outside of baseball? Like you can't predict anything in the future. And let's say the world ends up being like 2020 and the season doesn't happen the way it is. And there's another COVID off season where people are sh- like, Tight on cash. You don't. My point is, you can't predict anything in twenty twenty one. So when you look at a class of shortstops that are allegedly going to be available in twenty twenty one, that makes me want to throw up when people say that. Oh, we're gonna hold off on DJ because these guys are gonna be available. Because when you look at the names on that list, I don't see. Number one, I don't want Carlos Correa, so just throw him off the list. Corey Seager is definitely not going to be let go by the Dodgers. He's currently scheduled to be. This is my whole point. They're all scheduled to be let go in 2021. But then again, so was like all, all these guys who get extensions. Like so, I'm just trying to think of a guy. Like, like look at Ronald Acuna. He got extended in year like three. Mm-hmm. He was scheduled to be a free agent in 2025 or whatever, but they locked him up. My point is, next year, 
when you deal with a guy who may be a free agent this year, you deal with it that year, usually. Ronald Acuna was an exception. They dealt with him way early. But, like, these guys are not going to be available. Corey Seager is not going to be available. The Dodgers would be stupid to not lock him up after he was the World Series MVP and is starting to come into his own. You look at guys like Trevor Story. Like, I know the Rockies are like a dumpster fire and they don't really have the money and they're trying to actively shop like Arenado. But you got to believe a guy like that is going to be locked up too because people are talking about the reason that Arenado is being shopped is because they have Story. So Story's not going to be available. And if, if he's available, I don't know what's going on with the Rockies. There's nothing... There's a cat running that fucking <laughs> front office. But you get my point. All these guys are not going to be available. And you can't make a decision now because you think that think people are going to be available a year from now. Because then you're going to be a year from now and you'll be like, oh, where were these free agents that I was promised in 20- I promised myself in 2020. And now it's 2021. And it's like, all right, I promised themselves, them to the Yankees in my head. And now where are they? Because they won't be available. That's my saying. And I, I don't think that <laughs> that makes any sense. And that should be any input to this decision to not re-sign DJ LeMayu. And that's all I have to say about DJ LeMayu at this time until he's re-signed. Yeah, I think that when you start trying to plan for a whole year ahead of time... So much can change. You're already kind of giving up on the next season, in my opinion. Which I which yeah, sucks no, because see that. We, we've talked about it over and over again now about we can't just run it back. We can't just say, yep, this yeah. team's good. Let's go back and win. let's try and win again. Right, so if we don't make these moves, we keep waiting and waiting and waiting. We're letting these other guys get older, we're letting these other contracts run out, and all of a sudden we're trying to fucking resign, you know, Judge and Glaber and all these other baby bombers, and now we have no money. Now we're trying to get other people. Like, there's no perfect time. Fucking do it now. Do something so we can go out there and win next year. Like that's that's the priority. It's, it shouldn't be. Let's plan to win in two years. No, it should be let's plan to win next year, right now, because we're, to be honest, we're in drought. We need, to, we need to get there. We're, like, not the same team that I've been confident in. So, that's it. That's it. That's it. Not for the podcast. Not the episode, for that. but that. That's yeah. <laughs> not it yet. <laughs> Breaking news, this episode's staying on. That's what she said. <laughs> Truth be told, I wanted to press those buttons. I'm done. I know I've been trigger yeah, happy with stop. those. I gotta stop. But stop. moving on to the Bell Tyon situation that happened a little bit earlier in this week, and there were rumors that again, they're rumors, and you don't want to read too deeply into them. But there have been rumors that the Yankees have been tied to Bell and Josh Bell and Jameson. Sorry, there's noise out in the New York City streets. And I didn't know if the fire alarm was going off or it was just the streets. You gotta be prepared for that at all times. No, it's the streets. The streets are talking, Chad. You never know what's gonna happen. You never know what out here. Yeah, I mean, I live by a post office and buttfuck South Carolina. Us too, but we're in the hood. I don't get that very (laughs) often. We're not in the hood. Either way, there have been links to Josh Bell and Jameson Tyon to the Yankees, and I wanted to talk about that. Do you guys? Would you guys like to see that happen? If you were to see a package like. For example, Miguel Andujar and uh, what was his it name? It was Florial. Florial, Florial. And Andujar. Yep. and Florial for Josh Bell and or Jameson Tyon. Let's, for purposes of this argument, let's just say Josh Bell alone. Would you guys make that deal or not? Because I think the I think the Pirates accept that deal. Because Josh w- Bell alone, no. Because of the, the way that the Pirates have been. Yes. Like, Josh Bell, no. Both of them, yes. Because um, Tyon, I mean, he's coming off Tommy John. You know, he's had the past with injuries and everything like that. But, I mean, this is a guy, he was number two overall pick. He's got good fastball. He's got good off-speed stuff. He's got everything there. Here's a guy that always wants the football. Here's a guy. I told you to stop. You pointed to me to press that button. I told you don't do it. This is a don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, you can't just do that. That's a point. Here's a guy. Just cutting this guy off all the time. Go ahead, Chandler. Cut the cord on your little bar there. (laughs) I'm, I'm ruining your new toy on day one. No, he he, need, he needs this kind of go ahead. This continue. Uh, Keep your composure. Oh, 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 I mean, Tyon's a guy that you can plug into this dog shit rotation we have now. He's a two or three starter, and I see you fucking motioning over there. <laughs> Just press another talk. What talk? Go ahead. Oh, basically, yeah. No, I just I think Tyon would be a pretty. 
pretty nice addition to that team, especially with a low cost like that. Yeah. I mean, Andohar has no place on this team. Florial, uh, like him, love him, probably doesn't have a place on this team by the time he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. If you can do that and you can get Bell, which would be nice, that involves a whole lot of other stuff, you know, with Luke and moving him around and trading him probably. And then Tyon, like I said, he slots into the two, three slot in that rotation. And I, I take that over Herman. I take that over lasagna. I take that over. And I don't I would not necessarily take him over Debbie, but I would trust him in a more high leverage spot than Debbie. Mm-hmm at their this point in their careers yeah i think that here's the thing i think that if we you know i think that i'd rather if we're just saying bell over void i'm taking void all day but if we're saying that we're going to give away you know and duhar and um florio which i think is what we were were there was a debate yes i think that if i'm talking about how we're going to win next year because that's my mindset at all times how we're going to win the next year they're not on that world series team there's no way and if they're not on the World Series team, I'm ready to ship them away for so for guys that will be on that team. And if that means that Bell and and Tal- Talion, I, I can't pronounce his name. I'm say Talion. Talion. I like saying Talion. Bell and Talion come into the team. It means Voight probably needs to move over somewhere. And if we trade Voight away for another big name, then that's that to me. That's a good good value value trade and good signing in in my personal opinion. And you know. If we get Voight for a guy like Lindor and other prospects, obviously, or some other big name that can kind of fill that void, then, you know, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's, I don't think it's going to save the Yankees, but I think it could be a nice addition that will let us kind of move forward in October. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Really? I agree. I agree with that. I, I think I think making a move for a guy like Bell and Tyon can pay dividends for this team. I don't think we'd have to pay a lot, but what this does mean is that it, it what does this do? What's the trickle down of this? The trickle down of this is now we have a first baseman. I don't care about the starting pitching. We need the starting pitching. We it's also to, a switch hitter, which helps bring up the lineup. Vo- exactly. Now we have a switch hitter, and he's a first baseman. So we talk all the time about like getting guys that are DHs, and there's clearly no room for a DH, and that's why Schwarber isn't an option. We, they've ruled him out that Schwarber will not be on the Yankees because there's no place for him. Stanton is an everyday DH, and there's just no room. There, he's not going to play the outfield. I know he can play catcher too, but he's not going to catch better than Gary as much as I don't like Gary. Schwarber's not a better catcher than him. Uh, there's no place for Schwarber, and I think that brings up the question that if you bring in a guy like Bell, and if this is actually a legit rumor, then that means Voigt may be on the move. And if that's the case, are you guys still okay with that move, trading for Voigt, trading for Bell, if that means Voigt's going away. Yeah, that's what I just said. I, I just yeah. said that if yeah. we get it, if we get him for somebody with value and it's going to help this team, then yeah, I think so. Because I think, you know, if we give him away for a bag of chips, no, because his trade value is never going to be higher. So this is the time to move him away if there was if there was ever a time. I'm not saying I want him gone. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if there was a time to move him away, now's the time. I would agree and I with think that. Bell, I mean... And I think Bell is a reasonable... Um, replacement he's a because low. he's a very big I feel like him Mo- and Voigt they're very similar they're project- very similar I mean they project the same and the only thing you add in is you know Bell's take away switch hitting take away Voigt's monster season last year they're pretty similar players they're, they're the same age I think I think Bell's 29 and Luke Voigt's 20 or the other way around one of them's yes. older and they're you know both power hitting first baseman Bell's a switch hitter which really helps out helps us break the lineup up you know, I, I think that they'll have similar careers if they stay healthy. And Voight has a much, much, much higher trade value than, than Bell right now. As it sits right now. And here's another thing to keep in mind is that do we trust Josh Bell to do it big in a New York market? Because th- that's another caveat in this deal. Like, do you... We know Luke Voigt can produce in New York, and he loves it. Josh Bell's coming from Pittsburgh. That's a tiny market. So is that another thing that deters you from going after a guy like Bell? And to me, that may be, but I, I still like the idea of getting Bell because in my eyes, like you said, they both produced at a similar level at, for th- over the course of the last two years because when you look at Bell's 2019, he was in the MVP race in the first half of the year and then he kind of dropped off and became a little bit pedestrian mm-hmm. and back to back to earth. But his first half of the year, which would be, in essence, what Voigt did in the first half of 2020, 
because basically that's what he had. Basically, in Voight's 60 games leading the MLB in home runs is literally what Bell did in 2019. He got off to a hot start, led the MLB in RBIs, home runs, all of it. So, in essence, they're kind of the same player, and they've done the same thing over the last two years, except right now when you look at value in terms of both of them, we're talking trades right now, so value matters immensely. Bell has a low value and Void has a high value and they've been similar players over the last two years. So in my eyes, it makes sense to go after a guy like Bell and then flip a high value Void for a guy like Lindor. Mm-hmm. And then you fill an entire team rather than just holding on to a guy that may or may not continue this, yeah. this high hot streak. I think, yeah, the last thing I'll say about this is just if it's a straight up trade for, you know, you know, we sign Bell and Talia and we don't do anything else and like, I, I'm not. I'm not here for it because you're not. You're not using the other assets that you have, like a void, to go out there and get something else. So that's the last thing I'll say. Yep, I would. Uh, uh, Market eight, with dude. That and probably just leave it at that. Market eight. So, with that being said, I think that just about wraps up this episode of the 161 Boys. Uh, make sure to leave us a five star rating on iTunes. You're already on the app, and you're about to leave the app. So. You're already there, man. You're already there, man. So just mark it five. Mark, go mark down. Just no five stars. So mm. scroll all the way down. Just give us the five star rating. If you want to write something, we'll we'll shout you out on the next episode. It really makes us feel nice, warm and fuzzy inside when we read these great reviews. It just helps us out so much. Helps us make more shows. And I mean, think about what just happened. We just dedication, dedication. We fucked up the audio, and we just come back guns blazing. And we produce on a Wednesday night. We'll release it right now. If you're if you're a real fan, you're listening to it tonight because you just love us, and that's just awesome. But with that being said, love you guys. Let's go Yanks. Let's go Yanks. See you guys at 161st Street. All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya.